Hey friends, welcome to the show. This is Coffee, Conversation and Coaching, and I'm your host, Christian speaker and life coach, Rebecca Ann Perkins. Here, I'm on the hunt with you for those big ideas, that profound biblical truth, and those practical tools that help us think better and grow better and live that faithful life that we know we're called to live, and the one that leads to the most joy. We believe that life is beautiful even when it's hard, that God is good even when it's hard to see it, and we're building our whole lives on his perfect love for us. Are you ready to be empowered by truth? Challenged to do more with your life and faith? Awesome. So glad you're here. Let's dive in. Guys, today's episode is, as you guessed by the title, all about purity, waiting, um, sex, not having sex before marriage, (laughs) the journey. As most of you know, part of my story is that I was a virgin when I got married at 39 years old. So uh, by experience, by default, I guess I'm an expert on the topic of purity. (laughs) Um, And my guest, Erica, is as well. She has been living out that um, lifestyle for at least 10 years and is still waiting on the Lord for a husband. So it's a great conversation. I would highly recommend that you listen to it before you would let maybe a high schooler listen to it, but it could start an amazing conversation if you have a daughter who's in high school or college, or if you wanted to use this episode somehow in your women's ministry. But like I said, go ahead and preview it. There's maybe a few moments, but I think it's pretty, um, I think it's pretty safe. Also, uh, as I was listening and and kind of editing, I was realizing that we just scratched the surface. I mean, if you want to do an event for the women in your church around purity, invite me or invite Erica, both of us, other women who have walked this road so that we could do a Q&A, we could be panelists. Yes, we can teach from the word about it, but I mean, we barely got into the richness of what happens in your life and in your confidence and in your relationships when you do wait on the Lord in this area. I mean, we barely, I don't even know if we got into that. So um, just know that I'm available for speaking on this topic. We need more voices of women who have lived this out and or or are choosing again to live it out um, and just how God blesses it. And that that blessing isn't always, oh, here you go. Here's marriage right when you thought you were going to get it. Or here's a fantastic, you know, sex life in marriage or whatever it is that we think we were waiting for. Um, Just real. I mean, this is a real conversation about the topic and we're both available for more real conversation. I hope you guys enjoy this episode and I hope you use it to just as an encouragement in your own life, no matter how old you are. And as an encouragement to any women who you might be ministering to. I want to welcome today uh, my new friend. We met on Instagram. I was totally drawn to her Instagram and her message and her passion. Um, and so we've only chatted a few times. So this conversation today is going to be very, um, very raw and authentic. We're going to be going down some some roads here that we haven't even talked about yet. Um, but I'd like to welcome Erica and Williams. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you so much, Rebecca, for having me. Yes, it's so good to have you here. Um, and just for my listeners to know, where are you at? Where are we talking to you from? 
So I'm located in uh, Woodbridge, Virginia. It's about 30 miles south of Washington, D.C. Cool. Awesome. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I found you on Instagram because you're just a woman out there doing your thing, following your calling, living out your, your passion. And give us a quick snippet of what that is. So I am an author. I wrote and self-published two books. Uh, one is called Don't Give Up. It's a seven-day devotional for women. Um, and it's basically surrounding my experiences of just trusting God in the wait, trusting God, you know, waiting for um, a career, for marriage, for the things that he's promised me. Uh, and I actually wrote it while I was um furloughed as a government employee. The Lord just really just allowed me to share the encouragement that I received from him in that book. Mm -hmm. um, and then also there's another book that just released in August. It's called uh, With God's Help I Will, and it's a purity journal, 54-week purity journal mm -hmm. uh, for women. I'm also a purity coach. I help women walk out purity in every area of their life. And I do that through one-on-one -on -one coaching and also through my organization, Journey to Purity. Awesome. Okay. And again, for the audience's benefit, mind if I ask how old you are? I am 33 years young. <laughs> okay. So anytime I talk to, um, well, anybody really, but somebody who's an adult woman who's walking out mm -hmm. the journey of purity, yes. I find um, just so much comfort. <laughs> um, as most people know, my journey in that realm ended two months ago. I'm 39. I got married mm -hmm. at the age of 39. Mm -hmm. um, I was a virgin when I got married. So yeah, that's not currently mm -hmm. my, my journey, but it was for a very long time. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's a lot of my audiences as well. And um, it's a journey that I felt extremely alone in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, which is why I was like, so excited to come across your Instagram page and see mm -hmm. that you're making a whole, I mean, you're making a thing out of it. You're doing education, you're writing books about it. You have a membership, you're coaching women in it. That's and so I have to be honest with you, for most of the time that I was, you know, single, not married, not having sex, mm -hmm. I didn't like to talk about it. Yeah. Um, I felt a little bit ashamed. I felt a little weird. I felt, I mean, I, I believed God that it was the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. but I think I still held on to some of the cultural shame about, oh, you're how old? Like you've never right. had What's wrong with you. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, we're, we're going to get into the fact that you talk about uh, purity holistically. So not just, mm -hmm. you know, abstaining from sex until marriage, but right. can we start there? Mm -hmm. And, and as we start there, um, tell, tell me a little bit about your journey with it and how you got so bold, like as to embrace it as, as a good thing, as a gift. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my journey, it started actually back in 2011, um, where, what, it really started back in 2010. I had an encounter I, um, at a Bible study. There was a prophet. Uh, my mom invited me to this Bible study at her friend's house. And um, there was a prophet there from another country. And, you know, they started with the praying and praise and worship. And then the prophet began to go from person to person and just share with them what God was speaking. Uh, and when he got to me, he was like, um, you know, God says that, a lot of people are asking you what you want to do in life, but I want to know what are you going to do for me? 
And that was kind of pivotal for me because that literally was the season of my life that I was in. Um, mm-hmm. A long time, like growing up, I always knew, like I always had a plan. I always knew, you know, what I was going to do. Um, I graduated from high school fairly early um, and I ended up graduating from college at the age of 20. I immediately started graduate school at, you know, 20 youngest in my class. Like I had a plan, like this is going to be a two-year program. When I finish this, I'm going to go get my master's. I'm going to have my master's before I'm 25. Like I had my whole life planned out. And in that particular season, it was not working (laughs) the way that I planned. Like there was like, I hit a wall with the um, master's program that I was in because I wasn't very well. Like I didn't do well at test taking and uh, they allowed me to enter the program on a provisional basis. but I would need to like continue on um, in order to continue on I needed a higher GMAT score and I just could not get that GMAT score so I was back home with my mom that was different being you know 22 I want to say living back at home with your mom and having to go through her rules and all these different things so it really was at a season yeah it was like I really was in a season where I'm like this is not this is not going according to my plans. And so when he said that, I was like, wow, okay, well, tell me more. Like God actually has a plan for me. And he began to download, like he was saying, when you look into the mirror, you should see a woman of God, you should see a princess. And so many things, like even in that moment, I started to realize like, wow, God loves me. Like God sees the beauty in me. He created me for a purpose. He created me for his glory. And here I am living a life that doesn't even glorify him, that doesn't even honor him. Because even in that moment, um, when he was saying all those things, I was like, I probably had sex the night before, you know, like I was so deep in sin. Um, And so that hit different for me, because even in the midst of all the mess, like God still wanted to use me. Um, And so that really was a very pivotal moment in my life. Wow. Um, Can I just pause and like, mm -hmm. make, make much of that really quick? (laughs) Like, yeah, you know, I have some listeners from more of a probably conservative background, mm-hmm. not someone who's like, oh, I'm used to being hearing about somebody prophesying over me. But what happened? Oh, yes. What I'm hearing happen there is he spoke your identity over you. Right. Somebody came into your life mm-hmm. at a moment and just looked you in the eye and said, This is who God says you are. This is your mm-hmm. worth. This is your value. And it it landed. Like right. it made sense to you. And it yeah. changed how you then treated yourself and how your whole trajectory of kind of your allegiance. Absolutely. That's beautiful. And you never really have looked back. I mean, I'm sure there's been a struggle. I'm sure <laughs> we all know yeah. there's struggle. But as far as like that moment when you realize like, oh, this is who God made me to be. And this is the value that he's right. on me. You never right. really looked back. I never look back for as far as knowing that value and knowing like, my, man, I need to rise up into who God has called me to be. That's good. Yeah. Okay. But so it, how out of that, was it like immediately that next it day? It was not, <laughs> it was not immediate. And so that's, that's kind of been my, um, so that following day I did, I went with my mom to the Bible bookstore and I started buying like these different books on, um, purity and prayers. And because like, even in that, um, particular encounter, uh, one thing that the Lord said was to avoid distractions and to focus. And for me, I knew automatically, like, 
it was the men, <laughs> you know, it was those relationships that I had no business uh, pursuing and being in. And so um, I went to the bookstore the next um, day and, you know, I found a few books on like purity and um, a few books on prayers. And, you know, I started praying and um, really reading and diving into those books. And, um, but it wasn't immediate. Like I was in a relationship, a situationship, I can say, because uh, we weren't actually dating. <laughs> we weren't boyfriend and girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, we were having sex. And I, um, there'd be some days where I go and I'd stay uh, a few hours with him and then I'd go back home. And then some days I wouldn't. But as I began to like really like say more prayers and study the word and read the word, like, my heart like the conviction hit to where it was like okay Erica you already gave God your yes and you told him that you wanted to do the things that he's called you to do but you're still dabbling in this that you know he doesn't approve of um and so um it was probably about I would say a year before I really even made that full commitment um to where I got to that point where I was just like you know what enough is enough I have to I have to stop I have to let this go um, and that was on September the 11th, 2011. So I, I say that was my own, you know, personal 911 where I was like, hey, you got to cut this out. And um, that following day began this, what I call journey to purity. Okay. So we're 10 years past that now. Um, mm-hmm. that 10 years, have you had moments where you're like, okay, God, I surely did not think it was going to be 10 years. Absolutely. I absolutely. I would tell you, sis, when I when I started, I probably thought like, okay, maybe about two years or so. You know, y'all get married um, like twenty five or maybe exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. But that was not the case. Uh, but thankfully, like even though you know starting off, I had that mindset as I began to spend more time with God and reading his word and studying um, and just praying. He shifted that whole mindset and to say, you're doing this for me. You're not doing this for a man. You're not doing this for anything else, but you're doing this for me to glorify me. Um, And so that's something that I am truly thankful of. And I, I share with other women like even if you never get married would you would you still honor God would you be okay you know with honoring God and reverencing him um because that's what it's all that's what it's all about just glorifying him yeah can I tell you the moment my moment when I had that Mm -hmm. show yeah um I think I was 30 and Mm -hmm. a cousin who I was really close to who asked me because I was dating somebody at the time and and this cousin asked me are you guys sleeping together and I said Mm -hmm. no Um, and they said to me, well, you've waited long enough. I think people would understand. (laughs) (laughs) And, and that really affected me obviously, because weight is very hard and, Mm -hmm. um, and just all the things surrounding what I felt. I don't know if you felt them, but I, I really did feel like there was something weird about me or that people thought there was something weird about me or Mm -hmm. that I, was really missing out on life. So I really mm-hmm. did like want to experience that. And I felt like God was holding out on me. So to have somebody almost give me permission to do it or say, well, mm-hmm. understand was, it was really like Satan. It was <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but, um, you know, I had to go to a whole other level when I went home that night and I journaled and prayed about it where mm-hmm. I was asking myself, okay, am I abstaining because I think I'm going to get 
a man someday who is expecting right. that for me? Am I abstaining because I think God's going to bless me with the perfect marriage? Right. Am I abstaining because I'm afraid of something or, or because you're supposed to when you're younger or like, is this really because I believe that it's for God's glory and that God's mm. are best for me? Yeah. Because my cousin was probably right. I bet my family or whoever I ended up marrying or whoever would have been like, oh, well, you held out long enough. Mm -hmm. Um, but God, God doesn't put a time limit on (laughs) that's it (laughs) on sin and, and on what is good for us and, and what he designed sex to be and and what he designed it to be. So I remember when I had that shift too, where I was like, Mm -hmm. wow, this is really not for anybody else's approval. It's not to get anything. It's not, it's just because God said so. And I love him and I want, right him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. So tell me what you think. Um, I mean, this is probably such a general question. Let's say there's somebody listening right now who's uh, just really struggling in this area, whether they have or have not, or are currently, you know, you know, having sex just in general, their heart is not, um, okay with it. Their heart is not you know, happy, uh, sort of happily obeying God, what Mm -hmm. encouragement would you give them or tools? Yeah, I would offer the the same encouragement that I received. Um, Just knowing that, you know, God loves you. You're not alone. You're not forgotten and that he has a great plan for your life. And even though, you know, now it's very hard and you don't see, or you may not see how you can do it, or you may not believe that, you know, it's something that you're you're capable of doing if you surrender um your heart and your your full desire to him he will help you he'll he'll give you everything that you need you just have to really be in a position of where you're just in that like complete surrender and saying lord you know i know i don't have all the answers i don't know you know what to do but i know that i want to honor you i know that i want to glorify you um and he'll send it because when i started my journey i didn't have any clue what I was doing (laughs) you know I didn't have anyone my friends weren't um practicing abstinence um so it was something that I really had to walk out with him and I believe like even in that season of you know where you feel like you may be in isolation you're truly not alone because he's with you Mm -hmm. so you can feel his love you can feel him just um protecting you and 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 encouraging you and comforting you um in those moments yeah what do you think the connection is between our sort of sexual purity and our intimacy with God? Mm, that's a good question. I mean, so I know. yeah, go ahead. You go first. I was going to say, I know one thing for me um, was that I sought companionship. Um, and, and for a long time, I, if I can really go back, back, I was molested when I was a child. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a, 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 a one kind of way in which um, sex, sexual activity was introduced to me. Um, and then um, my father passed away shortly after I turned 11 years old. And so I was a daddy's girl. Like I loved my dad and I know he loved me and he showed, he loved me in so many different ways. Um, and when he died, that really hurt. And um, it felt like he left me. And so whenever I entered in a new relationship, I did what I thought would not 
allow me to feel that pain that I felt when my father died. And that was sex. And so for me, I would say it was that companionship. I was seeking that companionship. I was seeking that love and affection from men when I already had it from the father, from, from God. Um, and so it was misplaced. Do you find that to be the case with a lot of the, you know, the women in your, that you coach or your membership kind of, is it mostly that that's driving um, yeah. to make some of their choices? I, I think that's one of them. Um, and one thing I will say that through the experience that I had of losing my father um, at a young age, I'm able to understand and empathize with other women who didn't have that relationship with their father um and who felt abandoned or um rejected by their fathers yeah yeah that's good I'm sorry to hear that that happened to you but yes oh, it's it, okay yeah, yeah. It's, um it is amazing how God you uses our pain for good right like right how he, how he takes that part of your story and he says okay now you can help women in a way that I can't right I mean right. my dad is still with me mm-hmm and I was raised in a, in a home where I was practicing abstinence from, you know, a young age. So my, right. our different journeys, you know, the way yeah. that uses our different journeys to be able to help the specific people that he wants us to help. Absolutely. Um, it's so beautiful. So you, I know that, um, you like to talk about holistic purity. Um, mm-hmm. what do you mean by that? Uh, for holistic purity, I just mean purity in every area of life because God calls us to um, make, to, to be holy, walk in um, purity and holiness. And that just means like being surrendered to God in every area. So when we think about our mental purity, our thoughts, are we thinking all those things that are pure and lovely and holy, um, are um, how we um, eat when we're taking care of our bodies? Are we eating healthy? Are, are we just feeding ourselves with things that are causing us to be well, things that are really harmful for us? Um, when we think about our finances, are we fi- um, properly stewarding the money, um, the resources that God has given us? Uh, so yeah, just in every area. Yeah, because the more that we trust God in one area, I mean, like trust is trust, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we trust God to provide Absolutely. our finances or, or mm-hmm. um, and we trust God to be enough for us, Yes, you know, because again, when it comes to, okay, I'm going to choose not to be having sex in my life. And especially in this culture where everybody is mm-hmm. and everybody is encouraged to and all that get kind of given the right to it makes you quote unquote an adult all the other things Mm -hmm. culture tells us about it um choosing not to is trusting god to satisfy us yes that's it and not just relationally i mean it it is relationally like you were describing you know for you it was i Mm -hmm. I need to feel that love i want to feel that companionship i don't want to feel alone okay, I I believe somehow God can do that through the power of the Holy Spirit and Christian community and all that. Um, Yeah. And for me, again, because my, my dad is still alive and that, that wasn't quite my driving force. I don't know Mm -hmm. if you're 
into the Enneagram, but I am, and I'm a seven on the Enneagram. It's a personality test. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've heard <laughs> and of it. Sevens do not like to miss out on stuff. Okay. Like that, my, my <laughs> biggest fear in life is like, like missing out on like just missing out. So wow. that me not to have sex until I was 39. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, all that to say for me, it was really a, a, a lifelong, like, okay, but I do genuinely feel like I'm missing out on something, God, and I have to trust mm-hmm. you yeah satisfy me I have to trust that you're better I have to trust that you're enough yeah that's Um, it so okay but let's get a little more practical here let's get a little more like what are the um yeah just maybe for somebody who's listening or just in your own experience major triggers for people um things to avoid things to do (laughs) they want to walk out this life of purity okay so walking out purity if we we can you want to talk about the sexual purity like triggers and things like that or um yeah let's start there okay yeah we can start there so individually um it's important to know what triggers your um what's what your temptation triggers Mm -hmm. so i know that some are stress Mm -hmm. um for a lot of people who masturbate um, stress is a, a, a trigger, um, for, um, others, it could be just, um, as a means to an end, <laughs> you know, something to do in the, the in-between, um, different music, uh, different television shows. I mean, it's hard to even watch TV now, even with commercials, everything's so sexualized. Um, but the, those, those can be triggers. Um, and some, some practical ways, some practical things that you can do to um, avoid temptation or, you know, going even going past acknowledging your temptation triggers. There are different um, apps that you could use on your phone that block pornography. Um, and then there are also, um, if you want to, let's see, with as far as social media, because that can be their trigger just going through your social media feed or going on the explore page but you really have to just be mindful of who you follow um and the uh, mindful of the different um the different um accounts and things that you are you know watching and different things like that um and i know like for me sometimes i'll have women who will say well you know i'll give advice i say pray study the word make sure you get at least like three scriptures that you know that this is the area where you need strength in um and and pray those even aloud like you can just literally take the scripture and and um, say it aloud as prayer because you're praying the word of god back to him god says his word won't return to him void so if you you take that word and you continue to 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 speak it aloud um you'll see you'll see a breaking um and you'll see change but a lot of women, they'll say, well, I did it. I did it. And it's still happening. Um, but it's something that you can't just do once and think that there's going to be an easy, right. you know, quick fix to it. You know, you, you have to be really consistent with it. And then you also have to be mindful that you are the one who makes that decision. So mm-hmm. as soon as you take that first, you make that first decision not to indulge in whatever it is that whatever stronghold you're facing, 
Um, no, it's not going to be easy, but as you do it and you continue to do it, it gets, it's like you build up your spiritual muscle so that you don't, you, you can limit that desire. Um, so that's one thing that I encourage women to do, just continue to remain consistent in prayer, consistent in, in reading the word um, and, and really make sure that you are limiting access to the different things that trigger your temptations. That's so good. I love the way you said all that, you know, whatever your specific stronghold is, um, mm-hmm. which could be anything like porn or right. or sleeping mm-hmm. with your boyfriend or whatever. Right. Yep. Um, any other ones, any other like sexual strongholds that I kind of missed there? Or, or is that kind of thought, maybe just our thought life? yeah thoughts Mm -hmm. yeah lustful thoughts yeah like seeing someone and thinking like oh I wonder how and even manipulation um in you know seeing someone and wondering if you can get them to you know desire you or you know to want you um so true yeah so yeah that's not pure not at all (laughs) that too it was like I'm not gonna Mm -hmm. see this guy but it'll right if I can get his attention exactly yeah yeah that's real Wow. <laughs> we're so, <laughs> but yeah. Yes. Okay. So, but let's circle around this idea of building up the spiritual muscle, because I deal with this a lot in coaching too. Women who just like, yeah, but I really want to do better at X, Y, and Z. I don't want to yell at my kids or I don't want to yell mm-hmm. at them and it failed. Mm-hmm. And instead of giving themselves grace and like time to grow and time to figure it out. Yeah. They just, there's so much self-condemnation, which by the way, only makes uh, the temptation like stronger. Exactly. Exactly. Any, and I really like, I, sometimes I just want to like pound this into my coaching clients' heads is that Mm -hmm. it's growth requires grace. Yes. Like we cannot grow unless we're just showering ourselves in the grace of the fact that we're a human, that we are trapped in a sinful world and a sinful body, that this whole dang thing is a process, but like some women, they just can't get there. They're just so full of self-condemnation. Do you deal with that a lot? And, and what would your advice be? Yeah, I actually provide the the same advice. Um, and just knowing that, you know, Jesus came to die for our sins for a reason, (laughs) you know, we need him, we need, um, his grace. We need, uh, the Holy spirit, um, because we can't do this on our own. And so, um, one thing that, you know, I do try to encourage women to know is like, you know, just continue to get up. If you fall down, get back up again, have an accountability partner, have someone that you can go to, and you can actually have this honest, conversation with them someone who has already um who is on the journey don't go to your friends who aren't even trying to live the the lifestyle like that's not helpful at all but go to someone who's already on this journey who has experience who's over who have overcame um that stronghold that you face and yeah just continue to 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 remain steadfast like don't give up you know all that is fantastic advice and true, but I got to take you all the way back to what you said. The very first thing you said was we need mm-hmm. the Holy spirit. Yeah. Like, we can't do this on our own. Absolutely. I think there are women listening right now who still haven't admitted that to themselves. Mm, yes. Like, I think there are people who still have not quite admitted they're, that they can't do it on their own. They haven't mm-hmm. really reached the end of themselves or haven't, doesn't, don't really want to admit that they're like not better than everybody else or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I can make this happen. I can. Like, yeah, like I got this. I'm yeah, good. <laughs> I'm, I'm sort of like strong enough or good enough or smart enough. No, you're not. Right. 
Right. Like, like, no, you're not. Sometimes the most helpful thing we can say to coaching clients is no, you're not. Right. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, I love yeah. how surrendered you are to God and how open you are to like, I'm just a human, but you're the power. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause I tried it. I tried it on my own. That's how, that's why it took me a year before I actually got to the point with like, okay, God, I can't do this on my own. Like I actually need your help. Um, because I did, and I was allowing myself to be, I put myself in situations where, you know, I'm spending the night and I'm thinking, oh no, I'm strong. I'm not, we can sleep in the same bed. That's not a problem. Uh, no, <laughs> that is a lot, you know? Um, so it's just, you really have to so like you say, you have to acknowledge that you can't do it on your own. Um, and yet yeah, when you acknowledge that you couldn't do it on your own, you also mm -hmm. put, you also did make choices on your own to not go, mm -hmm. to read the Bible, to pray. Exactly. So, so the, yep. It's like, there is this balance of, it's our responsibility mm -hmm. to call on the power of the Holy Spirit through prayer, mm -hmm. reading the Bible, through wise behavior, but then sort of surrender the rest of the journey to his power and yeah. his timing. Mm -hmm. It's a partnership. Mm, that's good. Simple word. I've, I've, I've never used mm -hmm. that word when I think about like, what's my responsibility and what's God's responsibility? Mm -hmm. it's both really. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I have a few more questions, but I don't want just to be me asking questions since this <laughs> is a conversation. Do you have any questions for me? <laughs> um, so I would like to know more about your, so your journey. I know you said that you were a virgin when you got married. And I think that's so awesome. Um, but how was like, even your experience in you, you coach women and um, you have women who follow you that are practicing purity. Um, how, how has their response been to um your engagement and even your marriage and like your your story of waiting because sometimes I hear and I don't know if you've heard this but like even with more this is like more on a um kind of like a global scale with Sierra the famous uh singer yeah. and Russell Wilson and everyone's like well Sierra what was your prayer to get Russell Wilson like you oh. know have you had any yeah. any of that because I feel like mm. I feel like women like we when we see someone else do something and it's like oh, okay well I got to do exactly what they did so I can get exactly what they had and so I was just I'm curious I did nothing uh -huh. <laughs> right <laughs> um uh truly no I mean oh gosh that's a really that's a great question and um you know the really funny thing is that all throughout the journey you know and mostly it was my mom who got like the brunt of my why, what am I doing wrong? What am I not doing? Why, why am I watching all throughout college? All my friends get picked right. And married. And then in grad school, all my friends got picked and I felt like men just looked right through me. And then I'm like early thirties and, and even to my mid thirties and it tended to be secular guys that were like interested in me. And so then I was, am I too strong? Am I, you know, it was just, 20 years almost of me basically asking that same question in reverse. What, what am I doing wrong or what can I do to make this happen for me? So I met Jeff, my husband on match 
I'd been on probably a million first dates from, and I was like over it. I hated all like online dating, but some dude messaged me and on his profile, it said in five years, he wanted to be in full-time missions. And I was like, oh, I haven't seen that before. That seems kind of genuine. Yeah. <laughs> the average guy would say that. So I didn't <laughs> meet him, but I was like, not even, I think I showed up in a hoodie and jeans because I was like, <laughs> I just, I don't believe in this anymore. Right, right. It's not like I was in a place. I mean, I was, I wasn't mad at God or anything, but I wasn't in a place where I was trying real hard to like snatch him, catch him. I just showed up. And to be honest, the answer is it was just God's plan. It was just God's timing because he was ready. I was ready. We lived eight miles apart. He loved God. I loved God. And there is no explanation as to, I didn't change who I was. I didn't, you know, we immediately meshed. We immediately liked each other's sense of humor. We were attracted to each other. All these things that like didn't fall into place in other scenarios. And I don't think that I changed my prayer. I don't think that I like grew to some certain level. I will say, I will say that, um, you know, I just think, I still don't know, honest to goodness, I still think I'm going to get to heaven someday and be like, still kind of scratching my head about why you asked me to wait that long. But I think my ministry and my calling was an important part of it. I think when God planned out my life, I think he said, I want you to speak and I want you to coach and I want you to have a ministry to women. And I want you to do that before you get married. Like, I think that was just his plan for my life. And as all this stuff has taken off and, and Jeff totally and fully supports it and Mm -hmm. makes it better. You know what I mean? Like, um, but yeah, I don't think, in fact, I really want to say this and, and I'll say this again. And cause I'm going to be having a conversation with somebody about singleness. Um, I don't think there was anything wrong with me that I had to fix or anything like wrong with my prayers or anything wrong with my life. I honestly think God just had a plan and his plan just did not align with what I thought I wanted or needed, you know? Absolutely. I love that response. That's the one I feel like everyone should like y'all, y'all should know like this because it's like, you know, what works for you, even as we were sharing our personal testimonies and like how my upbringing and and the things that I've experienced early in life were different than what you've experienced. So, you know, God has a different plan for each of us and we can't take, you know, one prayer that someone had been praying and expect to have those same results but it's like as you establish that personal relationship with God and as you get an understanding of your gifts and your callings and knowing you know just the things that he's destined for you to do you can become more confident in in just trusting him to work everything out yes and our prayers are powerful 110 percent like and we should be praying for things uh, and God will always give us what is best for us and what yes. in the most glory. Absolutely. So it's not like if you're praying, you know, for 20 years for a husband that he's not hearing you, but he's giving you himself, right? Mm-hmm. Which is better, by the way, because even now being married to a good godly man and being able to, you know, have sex, I still would not trade God. Like my relationship with God is still the most sustaining, powerful, palpable rich thing in my life. 
Yeah. Um, and, and he gave me through that struggle and through all those prayers more and more and more and more of him. Um, you know, then I, then I think some people get to experience. So sometimes women do look at me when I'm speaking or just whatever. And they're like, I want to have a relationship, you know, or you, God seems so real to you. And it's like, yeah, but that's only because I've, you know, asked him to be enough for me probably 5,000 times, like no joke. <laughs> right. Right. Like I've, I've begged and cried on my Listen. like living room floor in the shower, in my Listen. car <laughs> and he showed up and then he showed up again and he showed up again and he showed up again. So if I have a large measure of mm-hmm. Jesus in me, it's only because it's been like a freaking struggle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's real. That is real. <laughs> um, but anyway, I don't remember where that, where that started. Do you have any other questions for me? Uh, no, that was, that was one of the main ones that I had. Yeah. 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 And I, I really like, um, I want to say this, it was worth the wait, mm-hmm. not because all of a sudden everything was like so magnificent that like, mm-hmm. I thought mm-hmm. she, if I had had sex, like it wouldn't be mm-hmm. as good. I mean, we right. can get real here. Yeah. The fact that I didn't somehow God made it like super amazing. What I mean when right. I say it's worth the wait is that like, it doesn't, even though it's wonderful and it's wonderful with him, mm-hmm. not something that would have been worth the the guilt or the shame or the feeling exactly. like God over, like, it's not that wonderful. It's not wonderful enough to, to stand before my God and say, well, I just chose that over you. Yeah. Does that make sense? That, that makes absolutely. Yeah. Cause that's what it boils down to is, is you choosing that thing over God. Yeah. And um, even so. actually even sex y'all is not better than God himself. <laughs> right. <Come on. laughs> like it's good, but it's only good in the right context. And, and even then it's like, you know, if we were doing it all the time and every day, but mm-hmm. praying, not praying together, not going to church, not having our own mm-hmm. relationship with God, yeah. our yeah. own spirits and our own relationship would fail. Yeah. It's like, it's not better than God himself, period. End of story. Yeah. That's uh, beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. I, I love being able to talk to women who, who've experienced, who've experienced um purity and and waiting for marriage and then talk to them on the other side so that you know because I think I don't want to get get into purity culture but I think a lot of times we they you tend not not like we tend but some women kind of think of it as oh you've arrived you've arrived if you you're married um versus really just you know it, they're both singleness and marriage are both gifts you know um yeah one, one isn't better than the other so yeah. I, I really appreciate your your honesty and sharing that yeah one is not better than the other god is mm-hmm. the best thing that we will ever experience as human beings. And to believe yeah. that is to believe culture's lie. You know, exactly. Says, this is the best thing you can experience on this earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Knowing God is. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Well, let's start to wrap it up here. Um, where can people find you if they're interested in either coaching with you or the group mm-hmm. that you have, or I think you, you even do some educational type stuff, you know? So tell us a yes. little bit about that and where people can find you. Yes. So you can find me on Instagram at 
Erica N. Williams. Um, that's E-R-I-C-A N. Williams. And then you can also find me on Facebook at Erica N. Williams Official. Um, I do provide purity coaching. So I have one-on-one -on -one purity coaching. Um, again, that is for holistic purity. So like emotional purity, physical, mental, financial, if you need help setting up a budget, learning how you can pay down debt anything like that I can help you with that um I am I am an accountant by trade I didn't mention that um I got it I have a bachelor's degree in accounting and then I'll have a master's in public administration so um yeah that's that and then as far as journey to purity um I have a community for women Christian women who are pursuing purity and would like encouragement and accountability and support um on their journeys and that is um the IG for journey to purity is journey to purity official uh and then on Facebook it's journey to purity awesome um, just go join that group yes yes Fantastic. I hope everybody listening, if they're walking out that, um, this call on their life right now as a single woman goes and joins that Facebook group. Yes. So we do have a website. It's www.journeytopuritymovement.com. Cool. Well, Erica, thank you for the work that you do and for living out, you know, just your trust in God in this way for encouraging me and encouraging all the women, um, that you, that you lead. Thank you for giving God your yes. If you enjoyed that episode, I have two next steps for you. First of all, please write a review. Take a moment, click on the library tab, find this show, scroll all the way to the bottom. You'll see other reviews that people have written and you can rate and review the show. This is critically important, guys. I can't do this myself, but we need 50 to 100 reviews in order for this podcast to get more listeners, in order for it to show up on the search, in order for Apple and Spotify and all the other places to kind of promote it. So if you think other women need to hear this content, take 30 seconds right now and write a review or just share it on Instagram, on Facebook, text it to a friend. Thank you, thank you, thank you in advance. Second action item for you guys, join the podcast growth group, okay? I, it is on my heart to make practical discipleship as affordable as possible. I wanna reach as many women as possible. So it's only $10 a month. It is only $10 a month to get a companion study guide to each of these episodes. Very short, two or three reflection questions, one action item that you can really fit into your everyday life as well as scripture so a tiny reading plan to go along with each episode plus one zoom session a month totally optional if you could show up show up there'll be other women from around the country there who listen to the podcast and myself and we just discuss it we just ask questions it's a mix of discipleship community coaching Come when you can, all this for only $10 a month. I want to build a whole army of women who are learning and growing together at a very sustainable pace. Thank you so much for listening today. Write that review, join the podcast growth group. The link to join the growth group is in the show notes, or you can go to my website, Rebecca Ann Perkins, R-E-B-E-K-A-H-A-N-N-E Perkins.com.